The real estate frenzy is over. San Jose and San Francisco in the top 10 places to live in the country? What? Beating out Austin? What? Which tech companies are most underwater on employee stock awards, which is a very big factor here in the Bay Area of your total compensation? New housing tower gets under construction in downtown San Jose, and a lot more acquisitions continue to happen for commercial real estate. Let's jump right into it. So you may know the real estate frenzy is actually over. How quickly have things turned? Now, of course, this is not too unexpected when you see just giant corrections that are happening across the board when it comes to the tech industry, when it comes to lofty valuations, when it comes to very high interest rates, and when it comes to expectations. So tech, crypto have all taken a massive tumble. Real estate have actually held up the best out of all of them for a very long time and still is. However, we are already seeing moves and a lot of it comes first with confidence from newer construction homes. They have several things they're dealing with, right? They, they don't have the ability to pass on cost as much as before, given uh, the market has declined. They have less confidence to build as the materials cost and labor is also more, more expensive. And so we're going to see a pretty large uh, decline of new homes that will come on the market, which is a very big structural problem anyways. So why does this matter? The buyers just stopped buying. Absolutely incredible. Some listings now sit for weeks without even a showing. That's kind of wild. And it's a completely different market now. So why are these different things happening? So as mentioned before, mortgage rates have absolutely soared to 5.25%, which I will go over some of my thoughts as to some of your options. And if this is a good time to buy or not, you can see uh, supply has continued to build because if people are less are buying less, they are, the homes are just sitting on the market longer, right? If homes have usually sold every week, now they're taking longer, two, three weeks, four weeks, uh, just depending on when the, the, when somebody is interested in buying it. Number two, there may be some people that might be panic selling in the sense of wanting to get their home on the market and want to sell at any price because they need to move on, right? People need to move on with their lives. So that's going to be very important to determine where home prices actually go. Um, in terms of this is kind of a little bit of the history, so you can always review this article later. But the idea is that the frenzy is absolutely over. Now, what does that mean for you as an individual? If you are a buyer in this situation, or the market frenzy is over. This has been the easiest time all year for you to have to buy a home. And what did I mean by that? There's several reasons. Number one, the competition is less. So you have less people competing with. You actually have arguably more time to look at homes, right? In the past, every week we would sell. Now, every week you stay in sell, to be fair. But it just depends on the property and you want to assess the competition. The other thing that's important is that you can actually go with very little money down because there's no, there's very little risk of any appraisal issues because prices have declined. So when an appraiser looks at the past, which will be higher prices, they're going to compare that. So you're probably going to not have any issues with that. And what does that mean? In the past, even if you put 5% down and the home sells for more than it's worth, it may appraise for less than what you bought it for. And so you actually had a lot more risk to cover in gaps. Now you have more flexibility of potential contingencies, more flexibility of 
using low money down, like 5% down programs. You also have options where you can, um, it's just a lot less competitive. So you have a lot more time to look at homes. Those are all the benefits. Now, we also keep hearing things about, oh, interest rates are so high now, 5.25. Historically, take a look at the numbers over the last few decades. That last few decades have been over 8% on average. So still very low. Nevertheless, you also have other options. You can use a product called an adjustable rate mortgage, which does lock in your mortgage for five to seven years or 10 years, depending on the term that you may have. And those are still under 4% right now. I believe there's also some interest only options. So you can consider that if you would like. So there's, as you can see, there's several options and it's still extremely low because the thing that you still want to remember and always keep keep um, in mind is what is your situation with rent? How much are you paying in rent? Does it make sense to pay that every year? Because rent has actually done better when the market typically declines when it comes to prices, because now more people are looking at rents. And as you can imagine, they don't build cheap rent. They only build luxury rentals these days, especially in the Bay Area. And so keep that in mind. You're still paying $30,000, $50,000 plus a year on rent, whereas it could have still easily just gone into your home. And obviously, you have the tax benefits for it. So that's uh, the thoughts about real estate buying frenzy is over. Next. This is pretty cool. Best places to live in the U.S. in 2022, 2023. Look at this list. These are... Let me leave it in the comments below. How many of these in the top 10 have you been to outside of the Bay Area? Huntsville, Alabama, Alabama has been a very popular location when it comes to investment properties. Colorado Springs. I was actually kind of close to there. I went to Boulder not long ago. People absolutely love Denver and Colorado altogether. Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh, that's interesting. I've actually been there, too, from a previous work trip. I have been to Boulder. Boulder is very close to Colorado Springs, so Colorado has done very, very well, and it's a great place, great communities to live. And look at this, little old San Jose, number five on the top 10 best places to live. And we'll talk about these ratings in a bit. Raleigh and Durham, North Carolina. Lots of people have investment properties there, too. Here's a place I have not heard of, Fayetteville, Arkansas. Uh, who has experience here? Tell me if you've experienced it, if you have investment properties there. Take a look at the value. Certainly very high. If I took at the value score, 8.3, that's as high as these Huntsville Green Bay, which means it's probably very inexpensive. You have Portland, Maine. Didn't know about this, I've uh, that, that, but that's great for them. Sarasota, I've been there too. One of the best. Uh, I love their beaches. Um, incredible white sands there. And look at this. Let's wrap up number 10, San Francisco, number 10 best places to live and it's it's certainly an amazing place to live especially for people that are younger here in the bay area there's so many things to do we always get poo-pooed on these days in terms of uh, why uh, san francisco is just uh this this absolutely disgusting place that's partially true in some areas but people forget san francisco is massive it's like saying los angeles is all bad no los angeles is huge and there's a lot of places that are very fun and very good. So this is something uh, important to be mindful of. So that is that. Let's take a look at the methodology. So the methodology of how this is ranked. Where did it go? So they actually break it down in several different categories. Number uh, 20% job market index. Well, the Bay Area continues to do extremely well. 
So they, they split it by unemployment rate, which is certainly very low in the Bay Area, and average salary, which is actually in the Bay Area, that will help us big time because it's some of the highest that you will find in the country. That's why people from all over the country, along with outside the country, like in India and China and in Europe, uh, come to the Bay Area for the opportunities here. Next, value index. And this is where we scored some of the lowest because uh, on one end is the annual housing cost will be some of the highest in the country. That is correct. But we get actually compensated a little bit from that because our annual household income is actually very high. So there is a little bit of a balance, but the value index is weighted at 25%. Next, quality of life index, 32.5%. I would say we're okay here. All right, let's take a look at the breakdown. Crime rates. In those areas, crime is a little bit higher than others. I wouldn't say it's like a gang-infested place by any means. But the crime is a little bit higher in both of those areas, given there there's some of the largest. Actually, if you take a look at it, those some of the largest cities on that list. By Actually, you know what? They are the largest cities by far on that list. We're talking about multiples. So for San Jose and San Francisco to be on the top 10 on those lists shows just how strong those cities are because I mean, those are like probably maybe five, six times larger than maybe the second highest. They're way bigger than a majority of these. Quality and availability of healthcare. This is readily available. San Francisco may be a little bit harder, but it's still quite a bit, especially San Jose. There's new Kaisers across, uh, El Camino Hospital, things like that. Quality of education. Uh, I wouldn't say they're necessarily the greatest uh, in um, San Francisco. Uh, there's some very good schools in San Francisco. There is also some very good schools in San Jose. Remember, San Jose is a huge city. So some areas are over uh, sevens. There's quite a bit that are over sevens. Well, being, um, this is very flexible. A lot of people are, are generally pretty happy actually living in San Jose. I know that for a fact because I'm in San Jose. And so, uh, yeah, there's so many things to do. Whether you want to play golf, outdoor activities, tennis, lots of stuff to do. Commuter index, the beauty of the Bay Area these days is quite frankly, people may not have to even be in the office that much anymore. The Bay Area has a lot more flexibility than most places in the country, so that has done very well. And air quality index, Bay Area air quality is generally very, very good. Desirability index, seventeen point five percent. This is sort of where they would like to take a, where they would most like to live. So a lot of this has is, is certainly very uh, can range a lot. At the end of the day, just depends about in this case for the Bay Area why they come here, the good weather. Um, it's not as hot as Southern California, number one. Number two, the job opportunities. Uh, those are very, very important. And number three, quite frankly, is the cuisine. There's so much good food everywhere here, uh, and they're not necessarily expensive. They're actually cheaper than a lot of those places that you saw. I was just in Boulder not long ago. It's not necessarily cheap uh, for, for food and dining out there. Last but not least, net migration, 5%. Measures whether people are moving to or away from each metro area. So what's very important is to note that while people have left this kind of Californication kind of jargon, while people have left the uh, the Bay Area and the California, a lot of people have certainly moved in, whether it's people from New York, people from Canada, people from overseas. And so at the end of the day, the migration is the same. It actually balances out all these kind of jargons of U-Hauls. That, that, that only works for those that have always been here and have a lot of stuff to move, right? But, and so those are the people that have lived here for decades. But for those that don't, like there are new people coming in, they're not going to use a U-Haul. You're not using a U-Haul if you came in from overseas. 
right? That's just how it works. And you may not even use a U-Haul if you're coming from like Canada. It's just too much of a hassle. You may as well just buy new stuff here. So people don't really understand that and, 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 and realize that. Because the other way you can think about it is if that was a case, um, why would home why would home prices rise? Why would rent both rise if people were really leaving? Those are, those are just very easy, common sense ways to just understand the situation. Okay. Uh, let's go over housing. New housing tower begins construction in downtown San Jose. More than 300 units are expected to be built. Plans for the new residential high-rise show. We're going to see a lot more construction in downtown San Jose, a lot more of these condos, right? Not so much of these other uses, but we're going to see a lot more condos come up as it's being under-constructed as we speak, which is great. Um, it's going to keep happening as long as uh, hopefully um, the Google Villas continues to happen. We're going to be doing just fine here. Medical Titan signs a big lease at revamp Silicon Valley Office Park. These are huge moves that are still ongoing, right? 200,000 square feet, new lease space, medical technology, biotechnology. This is a big company. This is not actually a startup. Vecton Dickinson, one of them actually invested in this company a long time ago, BD, has leased 240,000 square feet in North McCarthy Boulevard. Space will be occupied by BD Biosciences. So this just shows they keep investing in the Bay Area, in office space. These are big, big deals Big news there. Last but not least, Difco West completes purchase of 550 Terry Francois Boulevard in San Francisco's Mission Bay Life Science Cluster. Like, see all these things, right? They keep making these moves, uh, and these acquisitions continue to happen. You don't see as much of these going on in other places across the country. So it just shows that the level of asset class are considered type A assets, and there's a, a very healthy amount of individuals that are still looking to buy these types of properties. Right. Because if you think about it, what are your options? Like cash is trash. Right. Think about this. You are dealing with 8% inflation. Think about this as just a general overview. What should you be doing? Right. You have 8% inflation. Now that it seems like it's coming down, which is good, but it's still 8%. Stock market, look at what the SP has been. Look at just general tech industry as NASDAQ. Okay. Crypto. Some have been wiped out. <laughs> Who here owned Luna? <laughs> Sorry, war wiped out, right? Those individuals wiped out straight to zero. It goes straight to zero. Uh, so there's that, right? There is obviously different types of real estate. You can do homes. You can do commercial space. So arguably, the ones that have actually did the best reforming so far is has been real estate. And so you see these large moves still happening. It's a combination of safety. It's also a combination and it's a lot more uh it's just it's it's a lot more consistent because especially you know life sciences like they're just booming like the vacancy is all-time lows for that and they're just continuing to buy because they can't build enough of that space and the future is very bright in that industry especially paired with technology so those are the things that have been going on here in the bay area and just in general of course if you have any questions and you're thinking about buying selling or investing in the bay area Give me a call or text. Let's set up a consultation. 408-547-4590. Love to set up a game plan so we can figure out what is the best move for you to do right now. I go through these discussions every day. Other than that, enjoy the long weekend. See my backdrop. I've moved myself. See you the next one. Bye now.